Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. It is Omaha Week, college baseball fans, and welcome to a special College World Series edition of the 11.7 podcast as we get you ready for the next 10 days of action um, at the cream of the crop, the granddaddy of them all, Charles Schwab Field, formerly known as TD Ameritrade Park. Formerly so, known. Not formerly known as Rosenblatt. Don't you dare say that. Rosenblatt is a, is the is the treasure that we all miss, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, we're here to get you guys ready for the, the greatest show on dirt, as they say. And, uh, and we're going to break greatest down all show on dirt. Yep. We're going to break down the, uh, eight teams that have qualified for the college world series, as well as, um, you know, our picks, our predictions for our bracket. And then we're going to do some gambling advice as well. Looking at some of the games, uh, that have already had lines posted. Thanks to DraftKings, uh, who's not a sponsor, but probably should be. And, uh, but that's a different story. Uh, but before we do all that, Dimitri, we have to get into uh, some coaching carousel real quick. Clemson made that splash hire finally after postponing it for about three weeks. They hired who I think is the best guy for the job, former assistant coach at Clemson. And um, speaking of Omaha, brought a Big Ten team, the Michigan Wolverines, to the College World Series Championship Series back in 2019. Eric Backage, who uh, I'd go to war for right now, dude. He He's, uh, he's one of my favorite coaches in all of college baseball just by his demeanor and his attitude, and his players always play hard for him. Um, that's exactly what Clemson needs. Oh, no, I think it's a splash, slam, dunk hire for Clemson. Um, it is not official until 2 o'clock tomorrow. A.M. or P.M.? 2 a.m. they're announcing the um, back <laughs> I mean, it's college baseball. Sometimes everything's um, like ass backwards, but – um, they have not officially named who it is, but they a 2 p.m. news conference to announce their new head coach, which we all assume, and according to Kendall Rogers and multiple other people, it will be Eric Bakich. Um, ben, he returns. He hasn't been at Clemson since 20, 2002 when he was a volunteer assistant under Jack Leggett. It was, and that coaching staff was elite. It was like Jack Leggett. Um, Tim Corbin, Tim Tim Corbin, Eric Backage, and um, the old Clemson guy that just got fired. Uh, what, what am I? Why am I blanking on his name? Wasn't wait, he there wait, as wait, well? Who you, Monty Lee. Monty Lee wasn't he an was, assistant there? He was not there in two thousand and two. Let me see. I know there's that picture. So there's that picture that they kept showing in the twenty nineteen College World Series finals because it was uh, Tim Corbin versus Eric Backage, and they kept showing that. 
Clemson assistant coach picture over and over. They shoved it down our throats. And I'm pretty sure Monty Lee was that that other assistant. Let's see here. If it wasn't him, then it was another SEC coach. That's big time. Clemson Tigers baseball team. Is that what you Googled? That was I forgot. That's when Khalil Green was there. Yeah, of course. He was setting all kinds of records, won the Golden Spikes. He was one of the greatest players, college baseball players of all time. Yeah, before we got into that, old Booger Sugar, I think, allegedly. I don't know. I think he had like a cocaine problem or something. Or he got busted with. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You're the one that had conspiracy theories and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So Dude, I, I don't know. I, I I'm not know. sure. I didn't know Florida State had that many fans on social media. I was getting bombarded with. Uh, just hate comments from Florida no, State fans. No, no, no. Fans. Florida State had them. They, they're they're not a fun um, Twitter fan base. They're in, yeah. they're an angry one. Yeah, um, I mean, I, they, I see they... their point of view. I mean, I, I posted a conspiracy theory online that I thought was funny, uh, that I thought was so wild and bizarre that uh, people would know that it's like not likely to be true, but it kind of made the puzzle pieces feel like they fit for a minute. Uh, but I do apologize, I guess. I mean, to any Florida State fan or anybody that took Dude, offense. It's so, it's, it, like, nobody believed that. Like, if yeah. I was the head coach and someone said that, whatever, I would have laughed it off and been like, they're, they're being idiots or something yeah. like that. But People kept, people like, tweeting don't... me, like, dude, you just keep it professional. Or, like, uh, you know, just kept saying things thinking that I got paid. Or, like, someone take his platform away. Like, Bro, I, I freaking built this platform. I can say whatever I want. Like this is, this is eleven point seven. Like I'm, it's my own personal account. Whatever. Uh, it, it's not like anybody's paying me to do this. I, I mean, we probably lose money every year doing it. But my God, come on. But, but um, going back to Backage, he's bringing his longtime associate head coach, recruiting coordinator, with him from Michigan, um, and. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, back, this this back, this is back his third head coaching job. He took the job at Maryland for three years, and then he went to Michigan in 2013, and now Clemson, and he's back in the South. And I, I bet you, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he'll say in the press conference tomorrow. But this dude is beyond happy to get back in the South, where baseball right. really matters. No, 100. percent Um. Have you found who that other assistant coach was? No, I looked so many times. I looked at four different websites. I cannot find the Clemson coaching stuff in 2002. I bet I I can find it in 30 seconds. All right. I really am curious because I know that fourth coach was very important. I mean, if I had to take a guess, it would be be Monty Lee. But it's really not important. I mean, like, if we can't find it, whatever. It's not important. Let's see. Let's see. Like it's coaching tree. Here we go. This is this is the juicy stuff I was looking for. Um, year 2013. Oh, Eric Backich. Oh, it was know? Kevin O'Sullivan. It was Sully. It was Sully. Because I'm reading right here, it says, um, we were just doing what we had to do. That was it. He, Jack Leggett, was calling, but Sullivan was Bradley talking Lee to Bradley Croy. Lee Croy was there. It was Bradley Lee Croy. Okay, wait. 
How are we getting mixed reviews here? Okay, look, listen. August twenty first, two thousand and two. Well, that no, that would have been after. That would have been after the twenty two twenty two season. I mean, uh, two thousand two season. Um, so no, it would. Yeah, it not. says on on September first, nineteen ninety eight, O'Sullivan was named an assistant coach at Clemson University. O'Sullivan then accepted baseball head coaching position at the University of Florida in two thousand seven. So he was there as an assistant from ninety eight to oh seven. So yeah, it was okay. solely. I knew it was a big time. I so, knew so that, that, coaching, that coaching staff was unbelievable. That coaching staff was Leggett, Sullivan, Backich, and Corbin. Yeah. Let me see. 2002 yes. Clemson baseball. Bro, yes, I'm telling and, you, that's that's what it is. We don't have to Google anymore. I just looked. I mean, that is um, yep. 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 June twenty-fifth, two thousand and two. Tim Corbin was Named the head coach at Vanderbilt. Yeah. It's wild. Well, I mean, okay, hold on. Let's say that again. Jack Leggett, head coach. Tim Corbin, I'm assuming. Yep, he was the associate head coach. Sullivan, I'm assuming, was the other assistant. And then their volunteer assistant was Eric Backich. It's, I mean, you won't find a better coaching staff for a while in college baseball. I mean, Vanderbilt um, had one with um, Travis Jewett. Um, Couple other people that was a loaded uh, coaching staff too. And won't but, even yeah. come close. Won't even sniff. Won't even sniff this coaching staff. So, I mean, but I mean, anyways, I guess like our, what our point was there because we got to get onto this Omaha stuff. We spent way too much time on 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 Clemson hiring head coach, but I think ultimately they got their guy. Um, they they got him before that before Florida State could talk to him. Um, I guess the only other name that people would throw up there would be, um, you know. Blink Jarrett at Notre Dame, but Blink Jarrett might win a national championship with, with Notre Dame this season and get that lifetime contract that Tim Tadlock got at, at ten, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, so they didn't take their chances. They just said, you know what, let's go ahead and grab him now before Florida State does, and uh, let's, yep. let's get a coach and start recruiting. Yep, and you know what? I think Clemson will be immediately a contender because of the transfer portal. They're going to get a few guys. I don't know who they're going to get from Michigan. Backage can hand-select who he wants to bring with him from Michigan. Mm-hmm. The portal is going to be loaded. He can get – I mean, dude, it's Clemson. There, I saw yeah. somewhere where there's like 2,200 college baseball players in the portal right now. I, I, I sent you a screenshot a little while ago of the portal. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but – Whatever. We have I, access. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> we have access. So, like, take it away. I dare you. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see the portal. Um, but yeah, there's over there. There's too many, too many people in the portal. Um, but yeah, I think back he's going to go in that portal. He's going to dip right in there and hand select based. And I mean, I think Clem, I think uh, Clemson had two guys commit to South Carolina this week, which is so weird. Like, yeah, I saw we- their their catcher committed there. Um, Jonathan French committed to mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina, straight um, to a rival. It's I mean, nuts. I mean that's like the same shit as Alex Terrell going to Florida State and Jordan Carrion leaving Florida and going to Florida State. How do you go to your rival school? Like you grew up, you committed to of the big three. Look, I'm just speaking of Florida here. You commit mm-hmm. to Miami over Florida, Florida State, and then you're going to go to them. Be- I mean, dude, that's just so weird to me. Like, listen, I no Georgia rather- kid. No Georgia, Georgia Tech kid is transferring to the other one. I, I'm, Dude, I'm pretty I, sure. I'm just taking it on like a smaller level. I would ne- I would rather swallow a wasp nest 
than to transfer to Wofford or Samford. Mercer's two rivals. I, I'd rather I'd rather burn alive. I'm not putting that jersey on. No way. No way. Hell no. I would never put on a Kennesaw. I committed to Mercer over Kennesaw and who, whoever else. I would never go to Kennesaw. I would never go to Georgia Southern. Like, 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 I don't understand how kids are just like going to these rival schools. That's um, like what Johnny Damon did going from the Red Sox to the Yankees. I mean, I guess. Uh, it's bad. I mean, I mean, Babe Ruth did it, so it can't no, be that No, Babe bad. Ruth got traded, though. Big difference. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know how kids are voluntarily going to the rival. That's another debate for another day, mm-hmm. discussion, whatever. Um, but yeah, congrats to Eric Backich. I'm super excited. I think we could say Clemson is fucking back. Yeah, well, don't forget Clemson. They were back for a little bit this year. They they, they were, were back bad. for a little bit. <laughs> they they had a, they finished the season like thirty something RPI. Like they were fine. What do you they, t- What do you mean RPI? They were undefeated and swept South Carolina. Yeah, no, I'm I saying I don't care about RPI. I'm saying that at the end of the year they finished 30s RPI. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, they should they should have made it to the tournament if they would have just won a few more games, but um I mean, I think that Clemson team don't, don't get me wrong. They did not deserve to get in. At the end of the day, they did not deserve to get in, but that Clemson team I think would have made but they were playing good enough at the end of the year. I think they could have made some noise in the regional, but that's that's just hypothetical. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, real quick before we get into yeah. um, this is this is a like a great idea I had. Um, before we get into the College World Series, I, I believe our listeners are going to want to hear this too. I came up with one of the greatest college baseball ideas of all time. So, um, you you know how the World Baseball Classic works, right? Yeah. So there's there, this year there's going to be or next year 2023. I think there's going to be like, Wait, we, like can i guess what your i think we've is? talked about it before we've talked about this yeah but not on the podcast no off air off air so and i thought that this would be like the perfect year to do it so basically you take the world baseball classic structure um where this year i think there's going to be 20 countries involved not 16 i think they expanded it next year they expanded, i think i thought they expanded from 16 i think it's 16 to 20. 20. yeah i think it's five uh I don't know, whatever it is. World Baseball Classic. I'm, I'm curious because I follow this event. I follow the classic. All right. really, so wh- really while you're close. looking it up, while you're looking it up, so basically you take an all-star team from each conference. Um, and yeah, so there's 20 teams. Dimitri just looked it up. 20 teams or 20 countries. And there's 31 conferences, right? So you take, um, let's take the top 16 Division One conferences. So top half. Uh, of the Division One conferences, and then you take a NAIA All-Star team, a D3 All-Star team, a D2 All-Star team, and a JUCO All-Star team. And those 20 teams, so 16 of the top D1 schools, uh, or D1 conferences, and then the NAIA, JUCO, D3, D3, or D3, D2 All-Star teams, and they compete in like a, uh, a college baseball classic. In like a world four baseball corners, classic. I think it should be like – what is it? NAIA, JUCO, D2, and D3. So that's four. So it should be four pools of five in the four corners of the United States. Yes. One in the Northeast, one in the Southeast, one in the Southwest, one in Pacific Northwest. And then the championship uh, or the championship series is in Omaha. So you, you basically, you know, you have like the all-conference team. So let's say, for example, the Sun Belt, uh, they were probably like the eighth best conference this year, seventh, sixth, whatever. Um, you know, they qualify, right? So they, they form their all-star team 
to put into this tournament and you find out like, who is going to be the best uh, best conference. Now, everybody's going to say, well, the SEC or the ACC is going to win it, maybe the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Well, you have to think about draft-eligible guys that will not play um, or guys that schools are just going to shut down and say, like, I don't want you playing in this. Like Two-week two week, um, tournament after Omaha. After Omaha, right. Sometime so in to, July. Yeah, so it's going to be harder for those big-time conferences to fill rosters because there's going to be a lot of players either opting out um, or getting drafted such and such. And I think that's going to even the playing field. And then you might have a conference like the SOCON or, you know, Southland conference that aren't going to have guys drafted and not going to have guys like wanting to sit out. They're going to play for conference pride and uh, they, they might pull off some upsets. And then, you know, Juco guys, D3, D2, NAIA, uh, you come up with an all-star team for everybody in the country, just the best players. Like they're going to, they're going to run away with some games. Like they're, they're going to be nasty. Um, I so, think I think I think top sixteen team based on RPI rankings of the conferences mm-hmm. at the end of the season at the end of a uh, conference tournament. Okay, yep. I I do I think I think that would act because then you I mean got ninety percent of the guys are already playing summer ball anyway. They leave for two weeks and they go play in this tournament. Yep, and exactly. it would and be then you can even have you can even have like. Fifth year seniors or seniors who didn't get drafted or signed, like they could use this as their platform to another like, opportunity. Yes, yes. And I, dude, I, I think this has to happen. Of the United States. Mm-hmm. And you and, just play that tournament right after the College World Series is over. I think. I mean. I mean. I guess you would. Would you seed it? Would you seed it like one through sixteen and break them up individually, or would you do the geographical random, location? Random pools. Wouldn't you wouldn't do ge- geographical location? So like the SEC, no, because you don't want the SEC and the ACC in the same pool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think it has okay. to be just yeah. random. Yeah. Um, Send them to the four corner, mm-hmm. and you and you you play. Dude, I think that has to happen. And I don't know if there's any like multi-millionaire listeners, but if you guys want to put in some money to get this started, we can make this happen next year. College baseball players would be 100 percent down. Coaches. And you wear you wear your conference logo at the jersey. Yes, yes. Like freaking, if it was, it's going to be ACC across the chest, mm-hmm. SEC across the chest, jersey, and you wear a hat with the logo on it, and you just mm-hmm. play for your conference. That's just more exposure for conferences too. Yes, and it would build up the hype. Um, I'm being dead serious. If there's any listener out there worth like net worth of ten million dollars, let's let's talk. Let's get something going because I'll, I mean we can make money off of this like profit with sponsors advertising yeah. tv deals like that's not gonna be a problem um we just need probably someone to like get a loan for whatever it's going to cost to host this i don't know but <laughs> i also have a question that would that mean you would have to reach out to every single program and every single conference that's a lot of work but you know what dude you have a all two year week, a two-week college baseball postseason all-star type tournament would be mm-hmm. sick a it world baseball sick. classic type, yeah. Because in high school, you have your dugout club tournament. Mm-hmm. Of all the dugout, like the Georgia dugout club, they have their all-star team. Mm-hmm. Florida has one, Oklahoma, Texas, and they go play in um, Oklahoma. Yeah. The dugout club tournament, which is basically a compilation of the best all-star, uh, best high school players from every state. They go play in the tournament. It doesn't get that much recognition, but um, it's a pretty sweet tournament. Yeah. 
Um, I'll get the GoFundMe started, and we'll just set the goal at like, I don't know, how much money do you think we would need? Ten million? For, for because I want this thing televised quality. Mm-hmm. I want people to watch. People to be able to watch it. I want um, a great, great broadcast booth where it's entertaining and informative. Because, dude, it doesn't even have to be seniors. It could be the top players. That yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying that too. It, it could yeah. be anybody, top freshman. It could be anybody. So you're getting recognition for the following year because if they're tucked away in, you know, the New England Collegiate League, you lose track of them all summer. I, I would say everybody would want to play unless you're going to be um, like a, a very a pretty high draft pick. Let's say top five rounds. Like, I think even tenth rounders would want to play to try to like boost their maybe. Yeah, bonus. yeah, but um, no, I love that idea. I love that all idea. Right. All right, let's get down now to the uh, the College World Series. This is what most of our fans are listening for anyways. Um, I mean, hey, so I went to the College World Series last year for the first time and uh, flew into Omaha. And uh, ever since, like, you step on the ground, right, and it's 105 degrees, but there's just something that you ignore the heat. You know, you're, you're, you're excited to be at probably one of the most, uh, you know, memorable experiences of your life that you're ever going to have. And, uh, and so – from the start of the week, which is going to be Friday, when this College World Series starts, um, up until the 27th when it ends, when the final out is recorded. It, well, it, it could be the 26th. 26th or 27th. I'm just, I mean, I'm it, just it, trying to be annoying The whole here. city, I know, the whole city is locked <laughs> in on college baseball. And uh, anytime somebody does that, like, they're, they're friends of mine. And obviously the games going on on the field are, are spectacular. Like, it's a, it's a great – Great stadium to play at. I know we have a little like debate with you know Rosenblatt was better, but this is more uh, commercialized. Whatever. Like once you're sitting down in your seat and you're watching it, uh, they put on a great product. But for me, it, it's a uh, it's the stuff going around the stadium that really gets me going. Um, all the vendors going out there, all the fan bases hosting um, events, the bars and, and restaurants uh, embracing these college baseball fans. And the nightlife is great. There, there's really nothing to, to talk bad about Omaha. So if you're and on the fence. And there's bad weather. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have bad weather delays, whatever. Um, the, the, but the weather is not just bad weather. It's like scary weather. Yeah. Like the weather's not a bad weather. I'm, I'm not trying to scare people away. I'm, I'm trying to hype no, them up. I'm just, uh, saying, I'm just saying, hey, if you're on the fence of going or not, if your favorite oh, team no. is in it, or if uh, like you have a, a son or daughter, or maybe your dad wants to go, like don't. Don't cheapen up. Don't don't chicken out. It's one hundred percent worthy the the time to go. So the um, the reason why I'm saying that is because you're gonna watch it on TV anyways, right? And and you don't get the full you don't get the full experience watching it on TV because they don't really show what's going on around the stadium. They don't show what's going on in the stands. Um, they they just show the product on the field. So that's my pitch to anybody that's maybe on the fence a day or two before the tournament starts. It's okay if you fly in next Wednesday and catch the last half of the of the tournament. You'll be seeing the best. Teams I will there. say though, I will say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are the best four days to go. If right, because if you don't know when teams, to go, yeah, all the it's teams because are all the teams are still there. Sunday's your first day. Your one team will get eliminated Sunday. One team will get eliminated on Monday. Um, 
And that's when all the fans are still there. All the hotel rooms are still booked. All the excitement is still there. Once teams start getting eliminated, it gets a little more shallow, shallow. And then for the final, toward the end of the week, the semifinals and final, it picks back up a little bit. But yeah. It's still not as big as the opening weekend because right. everyone's so happy. There's nobody sad yet. Um, it's just it's, it's a great time. You go through all those sweet booths, like you said, um, the Evo Shield booths, the Louisville Slugger booths, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many booths. Um, a lot of times you can get giveaways, you can have raffles, you can, there's all kinds of sweet things. Um, and of course, you mentioned like the taste of town, like all the bars, restaurants, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. I, I went there um, 2018. I went, um, we had an off day in Lincoln because I was playing in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it was an hour ride. We drove up, spent the whole day off there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then something else cool for the gamblers that are listening to the show. If you go about five miles to the east, you cross into Iowa. And uh, I guess it's uh, – I don't remember the city. In By Iowa. the way, yeah, you – well, it's uh, – it's, um, Des Moines? No, Des Moines in central Iowa. Um, this is I – I only know like three Iowas. Iowa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Council Bluff. Council Bluff, <laughs> Iowa. Yep. And uh, they have tons of casinos there, and including sports gambling. So, um, like, you can go in there and place a bet and be like, hey, I like Oklahoma minus 130 against A&M at 2 o'clock on Friday. Let's put 100 bucks down and try to try to double it. You know? Literally, the border the border is literally, like, oh, just beyond the right field fence. It was like a $7 you know, Uber field. ride. Yeah. From the like, airport. I, the airport is in Iowa. Yeah. Um, Epley, Epley Airfield, which is considered Omaha's airport, is literally – in nebraska but you have to drive through iowa to get to downtown nebraska it's so weird it's weird yeah it's right across the river uh, the stadium like is the right bridge. there smack right on the border mm -hmm. um it's sweet yeah um but anyway so the uh i'll tell you this the fan bases that get to make the trip they're gonna be great um i was i was doing some extra work uh you know in, you remember in elementary school they're like all right you know if you do ex if you do extra work we'll give you extra credit I want my extra credit because I was doing some extra work on um, kind of like fan bases, like what, what to project um, like each fan base is going to bring, you know, let's say the stadium seats, 35,000 people, like how many, how many Notre Dame fans will be there compared to Oklahoma? So on and so on. And uh, I'll tell you this, man, I, after looking at like Notre Dame's postseason travel numbers for football and basketball, um, which we know they've had some good teams recently. I think this Notre Dame crowd is going to travel surprisingly well, like up there with the Texas, uh, up there with uh, teams. In fact, Notre Dame might be the highest. Like they might have the I highest. I don't know. Attendance. Arkansas could be hard to beat. So yeah, that okay. You're right. Arkansas was the second highest in my opinion, up there with Texas. Um, I think those three are going to travel the most. But then you know, I'm looking at the uh, the brotherhood of Texas A&M and and kind of scratching my head and like. You know, honestly, if 40,000 Texas A&M fans showed up, would I be surprised? Not one bit. These, I mean, Texas A&M cares about athletics. They care about the players. Um, they have a great fan base and, and one of the bigger stadiums out of the teams that have made it left. So uh, I, I've narrowed it down. Stanford didn't have a lot of people there last year. Uh, I'm still, like, I'm sure they still had like five to 10,000 fans. Uh, but I just don't think that they're going to travel that well. Think I, of it this way. Think of it this way. 
don't think so. I mean, it's, you got to think alumni because so many alumni of these programs who maybe are not playing anymore or whatever the case may be, they will all be there. If, if Mercer was in College World Series or even if I went to Georgia or Mercer and they're in the Omaha and they don't go every year like Texas does or every other year like Texas does, you're going at least for a game or two. Yeah. So I think Stanford has a lot of alumni. Now Stanford alumni, Stanford alumni might be the only one that can afford these plane tickets and hotels. Cause good. I looked just for funsies. Like I'm not going this year. I got a newborn here that I got to take care of. Um, I mean, it was like a $600 plane ticket and like $400 a night for can a hotel. We sit here, can we sit here and can we guarantee or promise that we will be there next year? Yeah. Can we do that? I think I'm ready to make that promise that I will be there next year. Yeah. Do you want to next year? Do you want to drive or fly? I kind of want to drive it with you. That'd be fun. We could. It's like 17 hours from Atlanta, but it's 14 from my house. I've done the drive multiple times. I think next year we got it. We got to just pay our dues and drive up there. It's not. It's it's not a bad drive. You go. You go Atlanta, Nashville. You go Atlanta through Nashville into Marion, Southern Illinois. And then you go up to Kansas some city. city. No, no, no. You go up to some city, and then you go west through St. Louis. You go, you go up to St. Louis. You go west on this hot bend, this highway after St. Louis. You sit on this highway all the way through Missouri. You pass Columbia, where Missouri is, and you go to Kansas City. But between St. Louis and Kansas City is the probably the worst drive I've ever made in my life. Probably about three hours of just pure nothing <laughs> bum fuck nowhere nothing and then you get on some uh, uh, 77 maybe from kansas city straight up to omaha so it's not a bad drive at all i did it yeah. I, I pulled an overnighter non-stop it was easy yeah we'll do it uh, next year. we'll do it yeah all right well uh let's let's go ahead and just off the top of our heads let's 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 make some predictions about what we think is going to happen for this tournament yeah this um, is the juicy stuff yeah, so 30 minutes in here, and uh, we're finally ready to make our picks. Um, we we got to start. Do you want to go game by game, or do you want to go left side of the bracket, right side of the bracket? I'll leave it up to you, whatever you want to do. Let's go, let's go left side of the bracket all the way to our who's going to win the left side, and mm-hmm. then we'll go to the right side. All right, um, cool. And I will give – I have just a couple numbers, you know, just two about each team, basically how many appearances they have and when their last appearance was. All right, so uh, let's start on the left side of the bracket here. Games start Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and, it, and it's with uh, Texas's two rivals, let's call it. It's Oklahoma. They're the road team, and Texas A&M is the home team. Now, Texas A&M won the SEC West this year, and um, and they look really good. Like they, They've struggled a little bit towards the beginning of the year when they lost 2-3 to Penn, but overall, great team, um, and – it's surprising to me to see that they're actually underdogs in this game. Slight underdogs. Plus 100 against Oklahoma, They're minus, who, who is minus 130. And, uh, I mean, this game, I don't want to overthink it. I know Oklahoma's been red hot, but Texas A&M kind of fits the mold, the Omaha mold of uh, they, their pitchers get a lot of ground balls, uh, which you kind of need. And, uh, and their hitters hit gap to gap. You know, they're, they're spraying the gaps. Um, they have a couple home run threats, but for the most part, their lineup is built off of, uh, you know, hit like making contact with the ball. Uh, they steal a couple bases. They look good there. Uh, 
by the way, by the way, this is Oklahoma's eleventh all-time appearance, first since twenty ten, and this is A and M's seventh, first since twenty seventeen. Right. Um, so I don't think experience really matters. Neither team has any experience, so you can kind of scratch that off. Um, no. This is this is a really a battle of two teams that a lot of a lot of people, including ourselves, overlooked at the beginning of the year. Nobody thought that Oklahoma and Texas A&M would be in the position that they're at. I'm taking. Uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M. Not going to overthink it. They were the better team throughout the regular season. They play in a harder conference. Although it does hurt me picking against uh, my boy Peyton Graham, who I've just. I, if I was a, if I was a scout, I'd draft him one overall. He's a stud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Aggies in the first game. I just think that a little bit more complete, and they played in the tougher conference, so. We got AM there. Give me Boomer Sooner. Oklahoma playing way hotter. They're, I, I don't I mean, when you say way hotter, yeah, they lost the game in Gainesville, lost the game in Blacksburg. But when you look at AM's road and Oklahoma's road, AM had by far the way tougher road to get to Omaha. Mm-hmm. The way they played in Globe Life, another big ballpark, the, the ball wasn't flying. Wait, you're saying, you just said AM has a tough, had a tougher road. No, Oklahoma had a tougher road. You said AM, and I agreed with you because I think AM has had a much tougher road. Than Oklahoma to get to Omaha? Yeah. Dude, I mean, Oklahoma had to be Florida. AM had to be who? Louisiana? TCU. The Big 12 okay. winner. Okay. Okay. They had to beat TCU, but I think Florida was a better team than TCU. I don't think I think I, think I don't TCU, think many people Louisville, were that impressed. Louisiana and Oral Roberts were tougher to beat than the ACC uh, champ in Florida, and who who else was in that regional though? Liberty. So you're trying? Are you you're convincing me that Oklahoma had a tougher road? No, I, I mean I think okay they're pretty even, but no I think I think Louisville is is Central Louisville Michigan with the four seed in that regional too. Who was also a tough out? Yeah, but Liberty is a tough is a the great team. Florida was hot at that time of the year. They freaking ran all the way to the SEC championship. All right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I'm just saying I believe the Florida, Oklahoma had a tougher road. Um, And then go to Blacksburg, the best team in the ACC, a team that was really good all year to beat them on the road. A&M was at home. I think Oklahoma had by far a tougher road to Omaha. That's a good debate, I guess. I'm just looking at it as like TCU won the Big 12. I'm I'm rolling with Oklahoma. I think A and M um, against that Louisville. They showed me their offense can be quieted. Their offense can be quieted. Louisville gave those games away. I'm not saying A and M didn't deserve them. I just think Louisville had a lot of chances to win that game and win the second one. So I'm, I'm already picturing I'm already picturing a five to four A and M walk off in extra innings to to kick off the College World Series. Okay. Five four, and I'm predicting. Walk-off. I'm predicting like a seven to four uh, Oklahoma win. Wow. Do you think? Uh, do you think there's gonna be a lot of home runs this year? I think it's gonna be more year? than normal, but I, I don't think it's gonna be like regionals and super. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so the bottom, the bottom of the bracket here, uh, or I guess you could argue the top, but the the night game on Friday is uh, probably my favorite matchup of the day. I mean, of the day. Sorry, of the the first round. Yeah, match, wait, well, wow, that's a big statement. Favorite matchup of the day. One of two matchups. <laughs> no, I'm correcting myself, dude. Come on. Uh, but it's my favorite matchup of the of the first round. It's Notre Dame at Texas, 7 p.m. on Friday night. 
under the lights. You're going to have the Longhorns. You're going to have Notre Dame fighting Irish, probably throwing horns down left and right in their fans. Um, I expect a sold out. No, no, no. I bet you Notre Dame hardly throws the horns down at all. Oh, no shot, dude. I think they're going to throw it down every time the camera's on them. I don't know. I don't know if Notre Dame is that kind of fan base. Yeah, dude. dude. I mean, Notre Dame fans kind of mean. The way they they acted at Tennessee, they just cared about their team, and that's it. It was like uh, they didn't really care about who who was around them. They were probably scared scared to be in Lindsey Nelson. Places (laughs) wild. Probably had their tails tucked between their legs. Um, But anyway, so – Texas is a slight favorite here. Uh, minus 125, Notre Dame minus 105. The over-under is at 10. Uh, I mean, we're going to get a Pete Hansen game. Um, anytime. I mean, he looked bad against East Carolina, but, I mean, he's been good all year. Let me, um, let me, let me help you out here. What did you believe all year? And I agree with you for the most part. East Carolina wasn't that good of a team. We didn't think they were very good. They got super hot. So think of a super hot team that wasn't very good. Like they were not, they weren't even close to the most talented East Carolina team we've seen in the past couple of years. So I just go ahead and make your pick. I'll, I'll, I'll finish my thought on that. Yeah. I like the under, (laughs) under 10, like a lot. Um, I think that, both of these teams are they, they they don't make boneheaded plays. They don't make mistakes defensively. And in fact, I think both teams save a lot of uh, save a lot of runs defensively uh, with diving plays. You know, they don't kick balls around the infield. This one was tough. Um, I would like it to be Texas A and M versus Texas in the uh, in the second round, but I think I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is uh, is just. God, I'm about to talk myself out of this. Ben. No, I'm taking Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame. They're gonna they're gonna just play. They're gonna play just how they played the last two games at Tennessee. They're not gonna be intimidated. Um, they're gonna wear those gold helmets, which we know have a couple extra feet on long ball. I mean, on fly balls, just built in. Give me uh, give me the Fighting Irish, and then we'll have an Oklahoma versus Texas elimination game, which is almost more entertaining than a Texas Texas A&M game. Give me the Irish. Give me Notre Dame. I think this Notre Dame team is not just happy to be in Omaha. I think they're here to win. Um, Link Jarrett, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. He's done a hell of a job. I think that guy knows how to – I think these guys are hungry. They're, they want to prove to people they're not just happy to be in Omaha. They're there to win a national championship. And to go into not Lindsey Nelson and beat that team in the postseason – it said yep. a it said a hell of a lot about how good you are and how focused and old you are. I think Notre Dame wins this game. Um, this is Notre Dame's third all time appearance, first in two thousand two, twenty years ago. Texas, wow, 30, dude, two thousand two was twenty years ago. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> and then Texas thirty eighth, Ben. They made it half of. I think this is what the sixty seventh College World Series. Mm-hmm. They made it 38 times. This is unbelievable. Yeah, it's un- a- un- unbelievable. Um, that- but yeah, give me Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, semifinal, or I guess quarterfinal, if you will, and Texas, Texas A&M elimination game. That's what you have? Okay. So I have Oklahoma and Texas in elimination game. Uh, you know what? 
I think Texas I think Texas will be the first team eliminated. I think Oklahoma beats Texas. Um I, I'm I'm very low on Texas right now, which sounds so stupid because they're like one of the favorites to win it all. But um I think Oklahoma gets them in game two. I think it's gonna be a wild game. I mean not game two, but the losers bracket game. I'll take uh, I'll take Oklahoma to win that one and Texas to be the first team eliminated. Which is if you're a Texas fan, don't get mad at me. That's probably a good thing. You're we've been the- really, we've been, I, I don't know about, for me personally, you've been pretty wrong. I've been really wrong this postseason. So look at our picks and laugh at us, whatever you want, but don't get, don't get offended because you're usually in a good spot if we don't yeah. pick you. Right, um, yeah. I have Texas beating Texas A&M and A&M at the first team eliminated. Wow. Okay. I have Texas beating Texas A&M and then. Let's move back up to that one and zero game. All right, so one and zero game for me is Texas A and M at Notre Dame. Uh, I have A and M winning this game. I think. Uh, I I think this is gonna be a, like not a very exciting game between the two though. They're they're both pretty bland baseball teams. Not bland as in like they're not good, but just very vanilla. Both teams they don't have like that spark plug that. That Golden Spikes finalist, the the the, the superstars, um, but they both they both kind of match up well. Like I, I I would expect it to be like a low scoring game, um, and I, I would take Texas A and M in that one. Give me the Irish Notre Dame advancing yet again. I mean, uh, oh my God, Oklahoma is advancing. I have Oklahoma beating Notre Dame. Um, I think. Dude, this team has been hot. They have a few losses where they're not like scorching hot, where one loss will shock them. I I really like how Oklahoma has like kept advancing, kept winning a lot of big game. They have a loss here and there to mix in. Um, I just feel like that a loss at any point in time won't shock them. It won't yeah. be like fuck, we lost. No, they they rebounded after every loss. They're undefeated after a loss this postseason, which is two and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Oklahoma advanced to the bracket final. Yep, and that leaves me with a uh, leaves me with an Oklahoma Notre Dame like get to the final, the bracket final. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I look at that as like a toss up game. I, I'll go ahead and pick Notre Dame. I think that they're wait, gonna... wait. You have oh in the elimination game. Elimination. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma Notre Dame. If that does happen, I would I would lean Notre Dame there. Um, I just think the SEC and the ACC is better better than the Big 12 um, this season. So I'm going to go with the ACC team. Uh, Notre Dame's a little bit deeper on the pitching side of things than Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma's been using their closer as a game three starter. So, you know, I'll, I'll take Notre Dame there to get to the regional finals versus A&M. I have Notre Dame beating Texas and Texas being this eliminated. Um, I think Notre Dame will rebound well after that elimination, get to the bracket finals, which would be Oklahoma and Notre Dame in the final. Um, yeah, I just think Notre Dame and Oklahoma are the two best teams on this side of the bracket. Wow. I, that's crazy. You might be the only person in America to think that. This time of the year, right now, I think those are the two best teams. All right. Well, then it leads me to my finals. I have A&M, Notre Dame, and that re- left save, side of the bracket. Save, save. You're, who, 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 wait, did you already say who's advancing to the national championship? No. Okay, good. Save that for the end. Um, once we finish the right side. Okay, so we're moving to the right side now. 
Yeah, and then we'll go back for our semifinal. Okay. Um, all right, left side of the bracket – I mean, the right side of the bracket starts Saturday at 2 p.m. It's Arkansas at Stanford. Not at Stanford. Arkansas visiting the visiting team, <laughs> Stanford the home team. Uh, and it's a toss-up. It's minus 115 on both sides, over under 10.5. Uh, I'll tell you right now, ham- hammer the over. If you get ten and a half with these two teams on offense, uh, you know, hammer the over, especially because Stanford starting pitcher p- starting pitching has been just terrible. No, no. If you can get the game prop first five inning, see what's that? What is that? If you can get it the first five inning at like five and a half, six and a half runs, mm-hmm. you're 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 you have a good, very good chance of winning that, taking yeah. the over in the first five. Um, but so I'm looking at this game and, you know, Connor Nolan's going to start for, for Arkansas and I'm sure Alex Williams is going to start for Stanford. I don't know if they've been announced yet or not, but, um, I mean, I've been on, I've been on Arkansas for the last month. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a team that when they were struggling, I I had that dream while I was taking a nap. I tweeted about it, Arkansas national champs. I really do believe that this is the year that they bounced back from the collapse last year. Uh, I have Arkansas winning this game, but I do think. It, this game is going to be decided in the first five innings. All right, probably the first three innings. One time through the order, you're going to know which offense is clicking and which offense might not be there. Uh, because, I don't know if that's true because Stanford sometimes just wakes up in the middle of the eighth inning and starts raking. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, you'll know if the, if the guys are seeing the ball or well, well or not. Now, Stanford played in this last year. Arkansas hasn't been in it since 2019, 2018. Arca- so, okay, so Arkansas had last appearance 2019. They lost the final to Oregon State. This is their 11th all-time appearance in Omaha. That wasn't 19, and, buddy. That was that was 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Arkansas went back in 19? Yeah. Yeah, and then Stanford, 18th appearance all-time, and their second in a row in Omaha. Yeah, but I'm taking Arkansas here. I gotta ride. I gotta ride Arkansas. Uh, I think that, and I think everybody knows who I'm picking here. I gotta ride the other team. Um, I gotta ride Stanford here. Um, I think Stanford bats are. I mean, this this offense is prolific, and Connor Nolan has been outstanding this postseason. Like outstanding. I just think I I just think this is the best lineup you can be seeing seeing in a while, and I think this lineup. I don't. I hate to say this line. It might be better than Oklahoma State, and I. I don't. I don't. I hate to say it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I like. Really? I. I don't Wait, know if what? I even want to put that out there. I don't. I would disagree with that, but whatever. You. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to put it out there, but the past two weeks, <laughs> the way this lineup is, it's hard to. It's hard to go against Stanford's lineup right now. Yeah, but you got to remember they they're facing UConn pitching, Texas State pitching. Um, whoever else they were, whoever else they were playing in the regional, but we we already talked about this though. Most teams after their first, maybe their second starter. This is the weakest I've seen pitching staffs in in recent memory. Like I like like ten if Tennessee would have been here, dude. Like they would have had a clear one two three punch with yeah. fourth. And this turn, if Tennessee would have gotten Omaha. They would have been built so perfectly to win the thing. Could they have mm-hmm. the pit, they have pitching for days? Yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting how pitching plays out at the end because this isn't just an elimination game of a regional where North Carolina had to beat VCU twice. 
this is the best having beat the other be best team twice. And it's, it, it, you know how this goes. It gets in, it's very interesting. Yep. So, yeah, no, 100%. Give me Stanford. All right. Um, but you would agree, hammer the over, right? For a gambling perspective, over 10 and a half. <laughs> 10 and a half in Omaha, Arkansas, Stanford. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think Carolina, North Carolina has the edge over Stanford pitching wise. So, and they held Arkansas pretty well. I mean, it was like four to three, it was like four one, whatever the scores were. Um, I, I don't know it, it, if if the if the over is going to hit, that means Stanford's winning the game. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you want to do a little parlay, no, hold on, wait, why did wait why did I just agree to that? No, dude, what are you talking about? If the over is going to hit, that means Stanford's going to win. Why are you saying that? Because Stanford, I mean, Stanford is scoring for seven, eight runs. Arkansas, on the you other hand. You don't think Arkansas can score I think seven, if Connor eight? Nolan shoves, it's going to be like a five to two, six to three game, maybe. I just think it's low scoring if Connor Nolan shoves. I uh, think. I mean, I think Arkansas can I don't score think 11 on their own. I don't think though. Stanford is going to win a three to two ball game. I know, but you I'm, saying, what I'm saying no. But I think that Arkansas could win eleven nothing. Like they could, dude. No, no, no. I don't think. So. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe because Stanford's not going to get shut out, so maybe the over would be good. But I just don't think Arkansas will pound. I mean, that's still water regional. That was not real. That was not real life. <laughs> you look at the Carolina regional. That'll give you a better picture of what's what, what's going on. You can't that stamp that Stillwater Regional was not real life, dude. It was it was not real. Well, it was it was real life, but I know what you're but, saying. But that Carolina Regional is more, probably more what you're going to see in terms of the scoring. I think. I mean, I just I just think the, if you're going to hit the over, I think that means Stanford win. I could be wrong though. Yeah. Obviously, I could be wrong. Like, I, 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 if I were to say, do you do you, do you not agree with that at all? No, I mean obviously I, I'm disagreeing just because I want. But you, you to could be you wrong. see my point at least? No, I see your point, but you like, see my point. Okay. Okay, we'll drop it. Hammer no, the no, over. No, 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 no. I'm just I just I would just I just wanted to see if you understood like where no, I'm yeah, coming obviously, from. Obviously, like there's no wrong answer to look at it. I'm just saying that both these teams he rely heavily on their on their offense more than their pitching staff, and it's one of those games where if if one team jumps out to a big lead. You're not going to see the best relievers from the other team because they have to bounce back two days later and play. But so, they have a day off the next day, so they can use the guy for an, their best guy for an inning, if in a right. certain situation. But but look at that Carolina regional. What uh, what part of that regional makes you think Arkansas is going to come out here and hammer ten runs in this ballpark? Because they they did it all year, like in, in the regular season. Yeah, sure. Like North Carolina held them to some low runs. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, we can we can agree to disagree. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's to... what's fun about it. I think that I think yeah. people like when we don't agree on shit because it's very rare yeah, that we that agree true. on something. Um. All right. Night game. Next. Next one. Move yeah, on. Saturday night game. Seven p.m. SEC. Two SEC West teams battling it out. Ole Miss is the visitors. Versus Auburn, the home team. Now, Ole Miss is a slight favorite, minus 125. Auburn, minus 105. Wait, Both wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Ole Miss is favored? Yeah, over under 11. Now, 
this might be my favorite, like easiest pick of the day. Like the other games are kind of tough, but I I do like Ole Miss. Um, I do like Ole Miss in this game one. I think that Ole Miss has a little bit of a mojo going on. They they haven't lost in the postseason, and uh, they really just they're comfortable. A and M right haven't now. either. Yeah, A and M has hasn't they? Haven't they? No, I guess they haven't. They ran through their regional and took Louisville two games. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So that, are the, hold on. Is that the only two teams that are undefeated? Yeah. That has, has to, to be. be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Ole Miss a lot in this game, and I think that they're comfortable throwing Delusia on the mound game one. Um, to And he's going to give them a good start. And it, it, it's a team that finally they have all their offensive pieces together. They're clicking. They're comfortable in the order. Um, and although Auburn has been really good this postseason, I don't want to discredit them. I think that Auburn is a little bit less talented as a whole than Ole Miss when, when both teams are at their best. So you, you take them both at their best. I think Ole Miss is a little bit more talented. Now, I could be completely wrong, and there's going to be, be people that argue against me. But remember, like this is an Ole Miss team that came into the season with a lot of hype. Um, they, they came in with, you know, at one point, a number one ranking in, in, in the country. And then, yeah, they fell off. They, 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 they crapped, like crapped down their leg. They were not a good baseball team for almost half the season. But now that they have all their pieces back, I, I expect Ole Miss to kind of go on a little run here. And, uh, and I think that they continue their success against Auburn in this night game. I think they're going to be pretty emotional. Give me Auburn. Now, this was my easiest pick of all the oh four games. Oh, my God. I hate how both of our easiest picks are. This was my easiest pick. I mean, the way Auburn picked, the way – I mean, Auburn outfield is elite. Their infield play is elite. I mean, this team – I mean, this, this pitching staff, they know how to – they know their roles out of the bullpen. I mean, watching them in Corvallis, I mean, watching them in their own regional, the offense can explode against good pitching. They uh, they annihilated Florida State's pitching. They annihilated UCLA's pitching. Um and they're and then in Corvallis. I mean this team was just knew how to pitch. They knew their role. They I mean and they and they can manufacture runs at any time they knew how to win the close game. I mean it was just I mean this Auburn I mean give me Auburn. Okay. I mean listen I I don't hate it. I don't hate that pick. You explained it well, but don't you think Ole Miss kind of just feels like the right pick here? No, I, I think this Ole Miss team is on a good run. But, like, I just don't think they played. I mean, did you know they, you know who this Ole Miss team reminds me of? Is the 2019 Michigan team who came into the season with a ton of hype. They had injuries. They, they didn't have, like, pitchers set. Like, you remember, like, Tommy Hunter and uh, – uh, or Tommy Henry, Henry, Henry or Hunter? Which one was it? Tommy Henry, Tommy Henry. Um, but anyways, they had like I they, know who you're talking about. But they, yeah, that Michigan just... team came out throwing their starters were throwing cheese balls that in 2019, and yeah. everybody's like, "This isn't no Cinderella team. This team is stacked." Yeah, exactly, and and that's the exact same vibes I'm but getting. I, from I don't this think Ole Miss's pitching staff compares to that Michigan team at all. Why not? I think they're you could look at pitching. The I think they're pitching above expectations right now. I think Ole Miss pitching staff has been pitching very well. I think they're pitching. 
beyond their expect expected performance. No, will, dude, they will. came in with super high pitching expectations. Now, I know Derek Diamond is out for the year, which is a big blow. That was their Friday ben, guy. Ben, they didn't even know who their Friday night guy was half the year. They didn't know who was going to pitch Saturday. That's my whole point. That's my whole point is like they finally have their rotation set. They finally have like which guys are going to be big out of the bullpen. The the roles have been filled. Like they have their guys with their roles now. And uh, and that's what well, it takes I mean, to hey, like have a winning team. Yeah, they, they, they was all experimenting. Out, but I just it was all experimenting at the beginning part of the year. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna roll my dice or my money on um on Delucia and Elliot as a freshman. I'm I, I'm just not gonna do that. I mean, I'm gonna roll with them with Auburn here. Okay, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough, but I mean, uh, I mean, I, I I think that everybody finally has the role in the pitching side of things at, at Ole Miss, and I like them, uh, I like them to come out and win the game. So we'll see. Anyways, um, now we're gonna go to the elimination game, right? So it's gonna be for me Stanford versus Auburn. Uh, I like Stanford in that game. I think Auburn's the first team eliminated on the right side of the bracket. Uh, great season. I uh, thought they looked unbelievable in their regional and they looked really good and, and beat a damn good Oregon state team in the super regional. But, you know, someone's got to go home first and I look at the four teams and I, I, on that side of the bracket and I think Auburn's the, the worst one. So that's why I'm going with Stanford. And I guess that's what we're going to have to go. I have, with. <laughs> I have Arkansas. I have Arkansas Ole Miss in the elimination game. I have Arkansas beating Ole Miss and Ole Miss beating being the first team eliminated. Wow. Okay. Any any explanation why? I mean, I th I think Arkansas. If I mean, if they were playing mo mostly some of these other teams, I would have them winning their first game. But I think Stanford beats them the first game. I think that's the only reason why. Um, if Arkansas was playing Ole Miss or Auburn, I would have them winning their first game. Um, I think Arkansas is playing really well. I think. And that Stillwater Regional in this whole season shows me they can respond to adversity. They're not freaking a nervous wreck when they lose. They they're they're cool with it. They they know how to rebound. Uh, and yeah, I mean they they gave up the lead and or they fell in the ninth inning in North Carolina. They responded with just like no no problem. We'll we'll still win this game. Bang bang bang. They won the game with two runs in the ninth. It just showed me this team. Um, it's not it's not gonna go out without a fight. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um all right, now the winner's bracket game for me is Ole Miss and Arkansas. And uh I actually have Ole Miss winning this game. I think Hunter Elliott is one of the best starting pitchers in this whole field, this whole college world series field. He's gonna go game two. Nasty left-handed freshman. Um, and I think he's gonna shut down the Hawks and give him a little spice. I think Ole Miss is going to run, you know, run to the winner's bracket here. So I, that leaves me with a uh, with an Arkansas versus Stanford rematch in the in the next elimination game. I have Stanford beating Auburn in this winner's bracket game. Um, I think this is where Stanford's lineup, and I just don't I just don't see Auburn beating another the the other best Pac-12 team. Um, they escaped Corvallis. Um, Oregon State struggled. I think the Stanford team it just showed me the matchup. I think Stanford 
will match up a little bit better than them. I think their offense is better than Oregon State. Um, so yeah, and give me Stanford to go to the bracket final. And right. my yeah, my elimination game would be Auburn and Arkansas. All right. Well, my elimination game, I have Arkansas and Stanford. I think Arkansas beat Stanford a second time uh, and moves on to face Ole Miss in that uh, regional final. Any reason why? There, there's li- I, I can't think of any other reason other than it's going to be an absolute shootout. Like two offenses going to be hitting against terrible pitching. I'm just going to roll the dice and just say Arkansas gets one extra run. That's all. I have Arkansas eliminating Auburn in this loser bracket game, and Arkansas will advance to the bracket final versus Stanford. I think Auburn, um, they're just, they just lose a heartbreaker. And I think Arkansas is a better team than Auburn. I mean, we saw them in the regular season on the plane. Mm-hmm. Arkansas was the better team. Um, they match up better against them. Um, and Arkansas will be eliminate Auburn. Okay. Nice. So we're down to our final four teams. I have Texas A&M in the winner's bracket versus Notre Dame, who has to beat them twice. And then I have Ole Miss in the winner's bracket having, and then Arkansas having to beat them twice. So um, I want to preface this and say that feels like every year there's always a team that has to beat the other team twice, and they do, to get to the, the finals. Um, technically, it happened last year with Vanderbilt and NC State. Not real. Not real. Not real. But it still, like, technically happened. Um, I believe it also happened in 2019. I'm looking this up. I don't remember if it was 2019 or 2018. Um but I, I, it's one of those things that I think happens a lot more frequent than people think. Um, let's see here. Michigan, Texas Tech. Uh, Wait, what are you looking at? It did, not, it did not happen in 2019. Oh, the uh, double elimination, the two wins in a row to get to the final? Yeah, I think it was 2018. Let's see here. Because Michigan had like smoked uh, Texas Tech. Let's see here, dude. It's so hard to pull up a bracket like of a. Just go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia is the best what... for this. Okay, that's fair. Wikipedia is the best place. I don't know why I don't like it, but Wikipedia has been the easiest place to look at the history of this tournament. Yes, so Oregon State did it. They beat Mississippi State twice out of the loser's bracket. Um, Yeah, wow, Oregon State lost the first game to North Carolina and went all the way through. So it happened in 2018, and I think it also happened in 2017. Did it? The reason why I'm saying this is because on the right side of the bracket, I have Arkansas and Ole Miss playing. And I think Arkansas actually will end up beating Ole Miss twice to advance to the uh, the College World Series finals. And I say that because once you get to game three and four, it's got to be about offense. Um, yeah, it did happen in 2017. LSU uh, beat Oregon State twice after, uh, like, in the loser's bracket. Uh, and it almost happened with TCU in Florida. 
TCU beat them the first game. Florida won the second game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time, and, and people just forget that that's a possibility. So I think that's what's going to happen on the right side. I think Ole Miss might win the elimin- or the first game in the quarterfinals and then lose twice and Arkansas reach the finals. So that's my uh, prediction there. Okay, so you have our final. It happened final. in 2016, too, twice. Coastal had to beat TCU twice, and Arizona had to beat Oklahoma State twice. Like, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it happens all the time. I'm going to keep going back. So it happened in 18, 17, 16, and 2021. Okay, so who is in your final? And then I'm taking Texas A&M as well. I think so it's going to be Texas A&M versus Arkansas final. Texas A&M versus Arkansas final. I think Texas A&M might lose one of those games to to Notre Dame, but ultimately, I think Texas A&M gets there. Uh, give me Texas A&M versus Arkansas in the finals. What do you have? I have Stanford beating Arkansas. Maybe they lose one. I don't know, but probably, possibly, but Stanford ultimately goes. And then I have Notre Dame beating Oklahoma twice out of the loser's bracket to advance to the final. Notre Dame versus Stanford National Championship. Ew, that's such a boring national championship. Notre Dame versus Stanford National Championship. Here, I'll let you actually uh, I'll let you actually change your picks if you want. No, no, dude. Notre Dame versus Stanford National Championship. That's so gross, dude. I think there's a better chance of those two or the first two teams eliminated than them actually meeting in the championship. You're just going to completely just throw away the SEC and the Big 12? I like to be different. Okay. Well, anyway, so let's go with our finals picks here. Um, I have Arkansas beating Texas A&M in three games. Arkansas will not miss a foul ball pop-up. They will, in fact catch all of the foul ball pop-ups and uh and i think arkansas walks away as a national champion this year uh i gotta stick with my gut i gotta stick with my prediction since the very beginning people thought i was crazy and uh and you know i've talked to myself into them actually making that surprise run i would consider this i know it's crazy to say i'd consider this like a cinderella run they were they were counted completely out at one point in the year stop stop this is not a cinderella run Okay. The Ole Miss winning the national championship would be a Cinderella run. Arkansas was almost 10 games over 500 in SEC play. This team is not a damn Cinderella. Okay, that's fair. I was trying to I was trying to put a little icing on the cake. Yeah, I know you were, and I'm not going to let you get away with it. Um, I have Stanford, my national champion pick, since Selection Show Monday. I have picked Stanford to win the national championship. They will be – Notre Dame in the national championship, two game, three game, don't care. Stanford Cardinal national champ. And I mean, do am I a hundred percent confident in Stanford winning that? No, but I got to stick with my pick. I got to stick with my national champion pick and because I'm not going to change you up on it. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's rightfully so. Um, that's so Originally, weird. I had them beating Tennessee in the championship. I mean, Stanford really shouldn't even be in this position, though. They shouldn't. The, Texas State was up three to one in the ninth, and and and. But they, but they're not here. I know. 
they you can't you can't say they shouldn't be here. The and only then, thing I can say that like I like about Stanford, one, they won the Pac-12 regular season, they won the Pac-12 tournament. That's two very, very high accomplishments. And I, I could be severely overlooking them. Uh I I just don't know. I saw them play in person last year in the College World Series. They looked all right. Like they looked but they're back. Like they're back again. Yeah. We've seen true. we've seen we've seen teams go, come back, and then win it. Mississippi State did it. Yeah. Florida did it. Florida did it. I mean Vanderbilt come back and win it. Mm-hmm. Which team of the of the eight do you think is gonna be the Omaha favorite? Like the people I of Omaha, the locals. I think the locals are gonna fall in love. Either there's two options here. They're gonna either fall in love with because I think Omaha fans are. Well, big let's let's start with fans. this. Let's start. Let's start with this. Let's let's eliminate teams off the bat. Wait wait, not, wait 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 wait. No, let's let's if, eliminate. Listen, wait, 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 wait. No, you listen to me here. No no listen. Texas, they're not gonna root for Texas. They hate no. Texas there. No. There seven teams to choose from. They're not gonna root for Arkansas either. Yeah, that's six teams to choose from. They're not gonna root for. Um, I don't think they're gonna root for A and M either. Probably not, and I don't think Stanford either. So you're, you're left with four teams. They're not going to root for Stanford, that's for sure. Yeah, so you have Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Ole Miss, Auburn, and Oklahoma. I think Ole Miss is going to be the, team, the the favorite of Omaha. I think it, I think it's going to be Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma is – aren't they – are they the closest team to Omaha? Uh, either then – I don't know Notre Dame or Arkansas. Notre Dame – Indio. Let's look it up. Let's see. Uh, from South Bend to Omaha is exactly. If I had to guess, it would be Oklahoma or Notre Dame. I don't know Arkansas. So I think maybe Arkansas or Notre Dame. Could Norman? It's uh, from South Bend to Oklahoma. No, South Bend is far because it's on the other side of Chicago. Yeah, eight hours. Eight yeah, hours it's far. Now let's go with uh, yeah. South. I forgot. South Bend is on the other side of Chicago. Yep. Um, um, Arkansas, we know, is six hours. I told you that. Yeah. So it's Arkansas or Oklahoma. So from Norman to Omaha is. I don't think distance matters, though. I mean, it's it's seven hours. Um, no, but anyway. Um, I think Notre Dame or Ole Miss because here's why. Well, I don't think Notre Dame. I, I think Notre Dame gets a bad like public image. I don't know, dude. I have a feeling that because they eliminated Tennessee and Omaha fans love just good, clean baseball. Mm-hmm. I think they might be happy that they eliminated Tennessee. I don't, I don't know why. Just a, a thought. Um, I'm just throwing a thought out there, and I think I. Th- I don't now, know. I can this see Notre the Dame team is a fun team. I could, I could see the case for Ole Miss. They're the only three seed there. I, I think Ole Miss is my. It gets my vote for the fan, the Omaha favorite. What do you think? Now, now, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about it. A lot of them are Nebraska Cornhusker fans, and Cornhusker fans, and when they were in the Big Twelve, they hate hated Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You're right. I, I'm going to switch my pick. I'm going to say Auburn. I think it might be Auburn. Ole Miss, dude. It's got to be Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. I don't know, man. Tim Elko is going to be a, a fan favorite. That's true. But Sonny DeShera? 
It might be a bigger yeah, fan there, cave. There, there, oh, there's, there's my answer. That's my answer. Sonny Deshera is going to make everybody in Omaha love uh, the Auburn Tigers. Love the Auburn Tigers. Yep, that's I think, my pick. I think it's Auburn. I think it's Auburn or uh, Auburn or Ole Miss. Or Ole Miss, right? Man, I wish they're not, there, like, they're not there all the time. Even though Auburn was there, what three years ago, twenty nineteen? Yeah, I, I wish there was a team like a UConn or a Texas State or um, you know East Carolina. This would be here. East, oh my God, East Carolina would have been by far and away mm-hmm. the fan favorite if they would beat Texas. Yeah. Um, UConn would have been a good fan favorite, but I just don't think UConn was good enough to win because hey, you got to win. You got to win game. To be a fan favorite, yeah, you know, if you win the first one, that's when the bandwagon starts get, jump, getting filling up. Yeah. And honestly, you know what? Here, here, we're getting down to the very bottom of this. The winner of that Auburn Ole Miss game is going to be the fan favorite for the whole week, right? Um, now, which team do you think is going to travel the best? I mean, it's got to be Arkansas, right? The Razorback, it's fans. Be Arkansas. maybe Notre Dame, maybe Texas. Now, I saw they. You could hear the woo pig cr- loud in Chapel Hill. You could hear it even louder in Stillwater. Those fans are going to take over. Right. Um, I think it's got to be Arkansas. Nice. All right. What else do we have to talk about? I think we're pretty much – that's pretty much it, right? I think that's it. Um, oh, an update. Maybe a little update. I do have to fly to Philadelphia for my passport. It is confirmed. I'll be getting my passport, but I have to fly to Fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? That's just my update. That's just yeah. my update on my personal life. Awesome prayers to, to Dimitri. Um, having to fly to Philly to get his passport so he can go to Italy. Um, but that's it. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know, Ben. This is our last. I mean, when is our next podcast? When are we gonna let's, let's when are we gonna have our next podcast? Well, see, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so after Monday's games. Once two teams are eliminated, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do Monday. Um, I, yeah, we'll do let's do Monday after two teams are eliminated. Um, we could do some maybe I don't know if Mincy wants to do the spaces on Saturday night after the first two days. Yeah, of game. That, that could be good. We could do some Twitter spaces, those are fun. Little gambling, gambling talk, little instant reaction. Um, but yeah, okay, that's all for me. All right, that's all for me. You guys, uh, appreciate this. Love guys. Enjoy this last stretch of college baseball before the off season, and uh, you know, definitely follow us on social media. We'll be keeping you guys updated. Let us know if there's anything you guys want, um, content wise. We're here, open ears. Um, oh, I have a question for our listeners. If they're still listening, normally we disappear after the season, and that's our plan as of right now. Just kind of doze off into the sunset of the college baseball season. Would you guys like an episode? Like, I don't even know. I I don't even know. I I think once a month is too much um, because I mean, summer ball and all that stuff is, is, it's interesting stuff, but people want to move on to football season. It's, you know, you live your summer and then you move along to football season. But if you guys were to want a podcast, like maybe one after the summer, when people go back, let us know. Just let us know what you get your thoughts are. Um, yep. But we are planning to disappear until next January. <laughs> That's what we always do. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Hour 15. Um, and let's get after it. Happy College World Series week.